Ooh, recording. Nice. No, this is so cool. I've never actually recorded a Zoom meeting. Like, I've never hit the record button before. Yes, sir, <laughs> Professor Rellin. What's that? Yeah, I know. Did it give you the whole, like, this meeting is being recorded? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Alrighty, let's see. So, um, if we're going to talk about more, like, like your take on stuff, um, mm -hmm. why don't, why don't, I feel like it's most natural to start with, like, um, an experience or something you've had. Uh, mm -hmm. So what do you mean by that? I was thinking college. Uh, so let's see. Hmm. All right, I'm just going to start, like, kind of in the middle, actually. Okay. And, 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 and we'll go from there. Maybe we'll, like, backtrack, gain some more context. But yeah, does that work with you? Yeah, sure, definitely. Wherever you want to go, wherever you want to ask, come here. Okay, okay. So here, here's one question I just have. Like, I'm genuinely curious about, right? You, and I want to know, oh, yeah. So at least in college, or at least since, like, you know, sophomore year your sophomore year right mm -hmm. you've been like slamming yourself with like you know activity after activity job after job i mean you, you've had this like incredible work ethic and even now you're like insanely busy like book yourself from 8 a.m to 10 p.m i know like a lot of people are busy yeah. you're like I feel like you take it to the next level because you do so many different things you're like trying to do so many different things you have a job in the government you dance you're trying to become you're trying to get into entertainment and yet you're also a stem major right yeah so why why not many people can just emotionally handle that because they feel like they need to focus on one thing right on one thing so, mm -hmm. what is your i guess philosophy regarding this why, why are you why are you kind of doing this and what changed? I feel like something changed freshman, yeah. sophomore year. So, yeah. so pick one of those two guess, like either what changed or like kind of what the experience is like now and why you made this experience for yourself and we'll go from there. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess, I guess I'll open up about this because I don't really, I, a lot of people don't know this about me and uh, it's something that's very personal clearly because I, I, you know about this, but I guess whoever's listening, uh, won't know um so before like right before the transition between freshman year to sophomore year so like going into college i was very much um like i was still active right like you know all of us were when we we're applying to like you know ucla like our dream college is like everyone's busy doing like like ap's extracurriculars uh, volunteering whatever it may be right and, you know, I, I definitely, for me, I knew I wanted to get into a really good college. And, like, I definitely did. Like, I got into NYU and all these, like, privates, too. And I just decided not to go there because I was, like, I felt like UCLA was where I wanted to be. And it wasn't until I came to college 
I realized that I spent my entire life just focused on one thing. And so, and that was just, you know, to be pre-med and to just have one sort of stuck career, you know? And, and growing up with parents who own a business, it's very much a non-traditional belief to, you know, want to go into the arts or be creative because a lot of the times it doesn't make a proper income. And, you know, even with the whole idea of like in our culture, the whole idea of respectability, it's like, oh, like you act like you make solid money, you know? And it's, it's not until you have a proper footing in whatever career you're going towards that people are like, oh my God, like, yeah, like, you know, uh, you know, Seema, Seema auntie's like son is doing this like look at him, you know? Yeah. And so I, I guess in that sense, I've always like, so like after freshman year, you know, after I realized that I have this condition, you know, and it's potentially life threatening, it's, it's something that I just spend the rest of my life dealing with. Right. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, there was a huge adjustment. Like I just started college and I have another four years of the rest of my life. And it's like, I'm combating this illness and I can't really, like, I don't know what I want to focus on. Like, do I really want to spend the next 10 years just chasing one thing? And if that one thing doesn't work out, I'll be devastated, you know? And, um, I think before the transition from freshman to sophomore year, um, you know, being on treatment and, you know, taking meds and, you know, constantly getting checked, I, I read a lot of books. And so that summer, as you know, I was training to be lead. And um, I, I guess it was a combination of the people that I spoke to and people that inspired me and just like a feeling of self-doubt, I want to say. Like, I never thought that I could ever, like, having started dancing in 2018, I don't think that I, naturally, I would have been able to progress as much as I was able to in the span of a couple of months. And so, I guess after that, after, you know, putting myself through, you know, weeks and days of just, just focusing on my one thing, like dance, you know, it's not something I realized I wanted, like, I came to UCLA to become a doctor. Like I, that's, that was my life goal to become like a doctor and help people go back to India and, you know, make a difference in my community. That's, that was what I wanted to do. Right. And so like that summer that you mentioned, uh, like I really just focused on dance and I met a lot of creative people. And I guess through that, I was like, Hey, like it's possible to, you know, be a doctor and dance on the side. And like, you know, casually model or like act or like go do stand-up you know it's not like you have to spend the rest of your life doing this and um a lot of people that I spoke to they were like yeah like I work nine to five and then you know I go work out and then you know I'll go to a comedy bar or like I'll do stand-up or something and these are like family friends of mine so I guess I was just inspired by that and um I mean obviously sophomore year I was busy just I, I didn't really pursue like the whole creative aspect of everything. Like I was pretty much still just Nisha all the time, like live, breathe, Nisha, everything, you know, <laughs> like everything is Nisha. <laughs> you go yeah. through that phase. Yeah. 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 So like Nisha was literally life for me, you know, and so was school. I was taking hella classes, you know, 
working in a lab all the time. And, you know, I got my experiences from Nishaw. I got my experiences from working in a lab and, you know, having like, like since sophomore year, I've always had two jobs at all times. Like, I don't know why it's always been a thing of mine, but um, I definitely feel like, uh, you know, all the shit that I went through sophomore year, just mentally and physically just exhausting myself. Um, I guess it, it taught me that I can do all this stuff and, you know, um, that it's possible. And like, even now, like, like you mentioned, like I'm, I'm still taking classes, you know, I'm getting ready to apply to grad school in a year and I'm mm-hmm. casually working with BuzzFeed and, you know, I'm, I'm writing conditional br- briefings for like the state of LA, like in, or the city of LA. So it's like, what am I doing with my time? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think a part of that comes from, I think my parents. So like my parents owned a business, um, all of, like, I want to say pretty much like most of my life. So like, from elementary school until going to college, I never, like, this isn't something I open up about a lot, but um, I never really spent proper time with my parents because similar to that, my parents always grind. Like, my mom was a nurse before she, like, started helping my dad out. So she would work, or sorry, she would go to class from, like, nine to five and then come work afterwards and then come take care of us. And then my dad would work and do all this other stuff, like, you know, in the process of drafting the business. So I basically grew up just seeing my parents um, working all the time. And so for me, like just like a proper work ethic and just pushing to, you know, get better at life and, you know, improve yourself has always been like a part of my lifestyle. And I feel like I just copied and pasted that into what I do now. Um, whenever I like, for example, like what I'm telling you right now, um, yesterday I had an interview, like an end of my internship interview with BuzzFeed. And I had to explain to them, you know, what I do with my time, like what my daily day looks like. And they were just like, how the fuck do you do this? Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's they, I the same one of the guys. Yeah, one of the guys, um, his name is Glenn. And he's like, dude, I'm getting mentally exhausted just listening to this and I have three four-year-olds you know (laughs) and I'm like Um, I think a part of it is um, uh, I feel like a lot of people that I tell my story like everything that I'm going through whether it's like my condition and you know still to this day just grinding it out no matter what like I don't even I don't even let that bother me sometimes I even forget that oh like you know, I have to go in today for like getting my like lungs pumped, you know, like shit mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I guess for me, I really like having the chance to share my story and like tell people about it because it kind of like inspires them in a way, in a way I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, I'm helping someone out right now who same boat as me, never danced before coming to college. And he really wants to, you know, get better before next season and so like I'm even like now I'm like I'll call him before I go to bed and give him critiques and I'll watch him dance for like 10 minutes before I go to bed and I just help him like every other day you know and this dude I met him once Legends 2019 and you know I've known him for a year and he's been so inspired just like seeing what I'm doing that now he's like yeah like he's also playing in med school now so he's like yeah like I want to go in and dance like I want to and he's, he's a comedian. 
so he's like yeah like I want to go into stand-up and like do this stuff and, it's, and she was like a lot of it's due to you and I'm like well that just you know really makes me feel nice because it's like yeah. I never thought in a million years that I would be able to share my story and kind of have that impact in a way so this grinding you know this grinding mentality that you talk about you, you called it you know grinding many times yeah, right? yeah. Is, is it something and I, and I agree right is it something that you learned or did you just grow up with it and then it kind of you know you it kind of took you in a different path in college and after that do you actively enjoy it or is it just something you feel like you have to do yeah so that is something um i think that's taken a couple of years for me to more so understand um and i think it's just <laughs> because you know growing up with south asian parents you know it's like when you're not doing something they're always like when i was your age i was doing <laughs> this this and this you know so mm-hmm. um yeah like i i guess it was it was always it was always like, i was always reminded of like oh i could be doing something productive or like i could be doing something meaningful to like school or work or whatever right and so like my entire life i want to say ever since i was 7 years old i've always I've always spent like whatever time I have outside of school just working in my parents' business. So like I've I've been work like since the age of seven I've been working and I was carrying boxes and putting mm-hmm. stuff on shelves and working at the cash register you know like typical you know family business stuff. Um and like I saw like the stuff my parents had to go through, you know, and I saw how much of an effort they were putting into their lives just to you know give me the chance to go to school and like you know make a career make like a livelihood you know meet people you know have a good life and so just constantly being in that environment of just working all the time um it's not conducive to a proper mental state of health but um i think for me i've come to terms with i like staying busy in that i i i get like a sense of like peace from it you know like don't get me wrong i love my days where i'm just relaxing watching netflix for mm-hmm. like 2 3 hours i love those days but it's like if it's a constant state of okay you know i'm watching tv for like 2 days in a row like what am i really doing you mm-hmm. know and so i i think that mentality of just excuse me um that mentality of just growing up with like a hard working family and being very like career oriented definitely pushed me into just grinding every second you know mm-hmm. and it, it kind of sucks cuz i i feel like it's definitely impacted a lot of my personal relationships with people you know just staying busy all the time like not staying in contact um and that's something that i i also regret but i i feel like for me now presently it's it's conducive to a proper state of mental health because okay. for me it's like if i'm doing something i don't have my mind on something else mm. and i don't want my mind to sway off you know so you know on 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 that topic do you feel like how how did you know and obviously you don't have to go too much into detail here but mm-hmm. how did like how did your mental health deal with the pressure you've put on yourself you know maybe like since sophomore year and mm-hmm. how did you deal with that 
So I'm not going to lie. Uh, and how did it so change, it, I guess, throughout the years? Because I'm sure that, I'm yeah. sure there's been ups and downs and, you know, yeah. how did that so, relationship work? That's one of the biggest things when people talk, right? Like, you grind so hard. What's, what's happening up here, right? Up here, yeah. So I want to so, hear your experience with that. <laughs> yeah, so, so sophomore year, um, like that whole year from February of 2018 until like comp season, end of comp season 2019. So that whole year, I really just, I, I kept my like health condition to myself. And, you know, I, I, I never like told anybody because I felt like it was something I could handle, you know, and there, there's a stigma um, surrounding, you know, men in our generation. It's like, yeah, tough enough. You can handle it. You know, you don't, you don't have to talk to anybody. So, you know, th that's something that I was like, okay, I can, I can, I can carry everything on the weight of my shoulders. You know, I'm like Atlas carrying the planet or the earth, you know, if you're familiar yeah. with that reference. But um, I had that mentality until comp season. And it was, it was generally, it was a lot, you know, um, the lack of sleep, just ending practice late. Like, you know, I would, I would leave practice after everybody else, like an hour after everybody else would leave. You know, I would, I would, you know, this sounds kind of stupid, but like I would kind of hide, I would leave before everyone else and then go around the stairs so I could come up without anyone noticing me because everyone would be like, no, like go to sleep, like you don't have to stay up, you know? And so I would secretly wow. practice. <laughs> as stupid as it sounds wow. like, like two years later, I, I would secretly practice and stay up and, you know, it wasn't good for anyone's mental health, you know? Um, like just a lot, I would get like three hours, four hours of sleep That's sometimes. Great. And I would wake up and go, you know, tutor kids because I was in LA at the time, you know, mm -hmm. and like nine to five, I'd be busy classes, lab, tutoring, meetings. And then I would have like two hours to do homework and eat and then practice right. every day. And then on top of, you know, you know, having CLD. So I, I kept it, a, I just bottled everything up. I mean, everything was in here. Mm -hmm. And it definitely, people definitely notice a shift because, you know, I, I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. You know, even if I'm going through the ringer, even, even if I'm like, even if my leg is chopped off, you know, yeah, I'll still right. be up and dancing. I'll, yeah, still, yeah. I'll still be up and partying, you know. I, I, I'm always you personally up. attest to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're that behavior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I, like, looking back at it retrospectively, um, you know, I was very quiet, you know, moody. I didn't really want to talk to people. Like even RJ, I couldn't really talk to at times. I lived with the dude, you know? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. like, I'm really glad because I had a lot of people checking up on me. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like Selena would check up every like couple of days. Pooja, definitely. Maria, Anu, you know, I, I, I'm glad that I had a solid friend. Even you from time to time would just check up on me and just ask me how I'm doing in practice. Mm -hmm. and, you know, like, little things like that would just lift up my mood, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, until after comp season ended, I kind of just had some time to relax for a bit, you know, yeah. no dancing. Uh, you know, well, obviously, I fucking torn MCL, but, <laughs> you know, I, I let myself rest, you uh -huh. know? And it wasn't until junior year, you know, I felt that I had an itch to get busy again as stupid as it sounds, you know? Like I had a busy summer, you know, I was working in a lab, taking classes, mm -hmm. but I had, I had an itch to dance. 
to you know or or just to get here like do something yeah and you know sadly i broke my hand and you know that thwarted some plans but um yeah i feel like i feel like everything happens for a reason and well, i mean that's objectively like certain we can have a whole podcast session about this but yeah, that's true, that's true. I, I'm, as stupid as it sounds i'm kind of glad that whatever i went through sophomore year excuse me like during that period of my life i think it's taught me how to properly manage everything Mm-hmm. and you know how to maintain a proper state of mental health through it all you know so do you feel like your junior year you balanced those two things better because I know you were I mean you were quite busy junior year too. <laughs> maybe not like to the point where you were getting two hours of sleep every night but I mean you were going to Atma practice like you know there were days when you'd just be gone right and then you'd come back yeah. and work and then you started waking up at 6 6 a.m so you were obviously yeah. extremely busy but do you think you handled, uh, like handled it better, and were you junior year. with it better junior year than sophomore year? Or yeah. what was the shift? So, mm-hmm. so um, actually, let me show you. People who are listening to this po- uh, this interview, I guess, or podcast, won't be able to see it. But I have this book. And so this is a book that my AP English literature teacher gave me, and it's called. Uh, the Book of Questions by Pablo, Pablo Neruda. Isn't that Pablo Neruda? Yeah, Pablo Neruda, right? And it has a bunch of ob- very obscure questions, and it has some quotes here and there. But I remember picking this book up between the summer of sophomore year and um, and junior year. And so this is literally the day, of, the day of my surgery, I read this book. And so I was just scrolling through it, and I remember reading a question, and it was like, I'm going to give you a very general answer because I don't remember, but it was yeah. along the lines of, um, is a life not full of events a questionable life or something along the lines of that? And so basically the, 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 the question or whatever that was on, on that page, it was, I looked it up and I did some more research and it was basically just going at, if you, if you, ever feel like in a day that you're not accomplished with a certain task or something that means your day isn't over and so so basically like the general gist of it is if if you're if you're going to bed at night this is really like rough but if you're going to bed at night and you feel like you didn't spend your day properly doing something or there's something at the you know at the end of your day where you're like oh okay like i didn't even accomplish this or start this task that means your day isn't over. And so I think that was very influential for me because I was like, wow, okay, like uh, time is very important, you know, like whether it's like, you know, grinding out, you know, Atma practice or school, you know, or hanging out with friends, just, you know, like whatever, stuff like that. It's like, like it's important to plan out your days. So that's why like this time around, I was like, no, I'm going to get proper amount of sleep Mm-hmm. some nights weren't the best but <laughs> yeah like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bed early uh wake up early too and just work out and get that out of the way and then just spend the rest of the day just focusing on you know um class and then running to practice or like there'll be days where I just go to like Wilshire and like Universal Studios and record stuff for YouTube so like mm-hmm. you know I think this time around going into a junior year um 
I, I, I feel like the shift happened in that I was more okay with allowing people to like have my back kind of, instead of just me handling everything. Okay. You know, so you learned to like start I, bottling up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I definitely uh, like, you know, I would keep everyone in the loop, you know, like, okay, like, yeah, I'm running to this, you know, mm-hmm. in a way it was more so for me to just um, like mentally keep it out of my head instead of just bottled up. But uh, yeah, I think just, just having a solid schedule and just following through it, all that stuff. And, you know, giving myself the time of the day to just, you know, relax and unwind was solid, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, so it sounds like you, you took, you, you, you took that grinding mentality, like between sophomore and junior year and, you know, you got that itch, but then you decided to make some changes that would help your mental health and mm-hmm. physical health as well. Right. Sleeping more. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you implement, you, you, you know, implemented those changes while still mm-hmm. keeping yourself insanely busy junior year. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I guess now, I mean, it's weird because you're, you're younger than me and you still have, you know, you're, you just finished, year, but I, the, the college experience for better or for worse sounds kind of sad, but you're, you're the, the bulk of your college experiences is past you, it's, right? Especially yeah, it's cut short. these times with COVID, right? Yeah. And you're graduating next quarter, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. this doesn't, this doesn't seem like an inappropriate time to ask this question. Okay. Which is when you look back on college. Right? <laughs> yeah. What what do you think what's the biggest thing you learned through all your crazy experiences? Oh, damn. Okay. So, I feel like I feel like every year of college is different for me. And if you want to go year by year and give the main Yeah, I'll, I'll give a very brief yeah. uh, explanation. So, Freshman year, I really had fun. And by mm-hmm. fun, I mean, I partied a lot. I went to so many events. I hung out with people all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and I think I'm kind of glad I got that out of my system freshman year because, like, I kind of grew up between sophomore and junior year and just really focused on, like, myself, you know? And, um, yeah, sophomore year was... Sophomore year was like the uh, training arc that every main character goes through, you know, like their uncle back in the It's like the, it's yeah. the montage, right? Yeah. 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 Sophomore year is more like a training montage, you know, uncle Ben died and I become Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. you know, but all this shit on my schedule. Um, and I, I feel like junior year, I kind of grew into myself. Like I, I knew who I, I was as a person, like not to sound like sound kind of like, off-putting but I kind of outgrew college in a way you know I I, I think I understand what you're getting at but why don't you, you, explain you know what I'm trying to say ex- explain yeah. a little more what, what I mean by like I outgrew college is that I wasn't fiending to just you know hang out with people all the time or go explore LA with friends even though that stuff I want to do mm-hmm. um, I, I definitely like looking back at it now I spent a lot of junior year just really focusing on like myself as an adult like I like I, I was recording even though I had a minor role I was recording 
a YouTube Red show at one point with a broken okay. hand, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I wasn't on campus all the time. And like, even for Athma, like I, in a month, I learned an entire, entire two hour shows worth of choreo. Like that in itself just speaks to like how much I've kind of outgrown just like being stuck in the UCLA school bubble, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like junior year, I was able to network so much more with people outside of UCLA mm-hmm. that I wasn't, I wasn't just, um, I wasn't just like hoping to get those connections at UCLA, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so even now I feel like, yeah, it's my last quarter and I'm graduating in December. I'm kind of just, as stupid as it sounds, I'm kind of excited to get it out of the way so I can now mm-hmm. just focus on just work and just dance and whatever the hell I'm doing not have school as like the back of my head you know so I can just focus on the so I can focus on just the seven things that I'm doing (laughs) not the eighth thing yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so then but yeah I I would say that's where that's what I've no no yeah so the, the next natural question in my mind is now you know once you stop focusing on on school, right? Once you graduate, do you, do you, and this is not meant to be, this is genuinely not meant to be, what do you see for yourself in the future? But this is, yeah. do you, do you see yourself in a certain place, like in a specific role, whether it's in entertainment or in STEM, like, do you, do you have a vision for five years from now? Or are you taking this organically as you try to do 10 things at once? So if you if you asked excuse me if you asked sixteen year old me uh, just freshly took the SATs and was getting ready to apply for uh, college sixteen um, year old me would have said yeah I expect to be a doctor by the time I'm thirty years old and maybe get married hopefully not arranged to my family friend but you know have a good life you know uh, retire my parents some work. And, you know, just, you know, be settled down in a way. Um, and a large, a large part of that is just because how I was raised. Like, like I mentioned that, like, right. I was always just working. And, you know, like, I didn't, like, this is weird to say, but, like, I didn't grow up with a lot of things. So mm-hmm. whatever I have in my life, I've worked for it. And that's something my parents also were like, yeah, we're not going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Like, if I want a new pair of shoes like I didn't get it it was like no you fucked up your shoes you, you can work you can work at our store we'll pay you money every two weeks and you save up that money you buy yourself a new pair of shoes you know Dang. yeah and so and just like and like you know they weren't like that all the time like they definitely bought me stuff like I, I wasn't I wasn't you know just not giving anything my whole life but mm-hmm. you know I that's how I grew up and so coming into college that's how I perceived life it was just like I'm gonna have to work very, 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 very hard for the next 10 years. And then I can relax. And then if I want to focus on like, you know, comedy or just doing something fun, I can do it later, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but now if you ask 21 year old me, you know, who's a bit weathered and a little bit, you know, damaged <laughs> <Weathered>. here and there. <laughs> um, I guess I would say uh, I, I see myself, you know, having a good job, you know, some somewhere in the, health industry you know with like a graduate degree in something and you know still working in a hospital still 
having a change and impact on the world, even if that not may be, you know, being a doctor, if it's something else related, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm living comfortably, I'm fine with that as long as I can still pursue, you know, whether it be like acting here and there, or, you know, making dumb YouTube videos or dancing, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever, yeah. whatever the hell it is, you know, like it's, it's become such an important part of my life now looking at it. Like all these things, just being a creative artist in right. general, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to just let go of that. So your, your vision of the future includes the creative, the creative aspect as well. Yeah. But I, I want to be like Batman. I want to, I want to have, I want to be a, like Batman. Uh, no, like a businessman by day and yet totally yeah. different personality at night. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you like so much about, why do you feel like you can't let it go? I don't know, dude. So I've always wanted to dance my entire life. Like my parents, like they would always come home from work hella late and I would always be up because I'm just doing homework or some shit, you know? And I would always watch uh, like these Indian dance shows with them. Mm-hmm. And the one thing my parents would always tell me and they were like, damn, if there were, if there was some kind of like an academy here in LA we, and if we saved up more money, we could have put you in it. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, I, oh, I was like I was always like yeah, like maybe one day you know I'll, I'll go to a workshop and learn how to dance. You know, that's right. And so I never dance was never a thought in my head. It's like yeah, like, I know how to do like this at a party. You know, I can, <laughs> yeah. I can do the shoulders, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, and it wasn't until just you know joining the shot and seeing, like just hearing everyone you know being classically trained for like ten plus years. That's right. You know, every girl, or, you know, every girl who makes the team, right? Every single girl, you know, or just people who are like, yeah, like I just, I dance hip hop for fun, you know, mm-hmm. just, just like, just meeting people like you guys, where it's like, you guys are all geniuses, but you still, you know, have danced your whole life or have yeah. done something like, like you're, you are a crazy martial artist. And you know, you, 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 you're like, I could talk about you for days, but <laughs> I think, I think, I made the right connections with people, like mm-hmm. friends wise, like you, uh, like Sonia, uh, Maria, Puji, you know, just hearing everyone's life takes, you know, I feel like now it's like so integral and it's because of the people I met on Michelle and what I learned that now it's helped me to just take it a step further, I guess. Gotcha. Do, 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 do you see it? Is, is it? is it an outlet for you at all? Like, do you mean like an outlet to just let loose kind of? Yeah, or to like let loose that? or express a different part of yourself or yeah. open I, your I world I definitely feel like it is. Or I guess yeah, yeah. In, in the most like general sense, just is it like a, does it feel like a release? Like, do you feel satisfied after you do it type of thing? Yeah, just if it's just like, if I'm just learning a stupid dance or I'm just, if, even if I'm just watching a dance video it's just like oh okay that's super fun like i want mm-hmm. i wonder how they're doing that one move or something mm-hmm. you know and it, i didn't realize this until um i had like a my very first meeting with buzzfeed um even in youtube like when i met the rest of my interns or castmates mm-hmm. i was talking so robotically i was like yeah like that's so eloquent like the way it's you know, just a way we're used to speaking you know uh-huh. yeah and i was like wow, I'm so fucking robotic, you know? Uh-huh. And it's like I, I like I don't know where I'm going with this, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that like just 
you know, if it's just like acting or just dancing or just doing some funny skits, it's like, it's a way for me to just be grounded and not think academically for one second of the day, you know? Gotcha. It's, it's kind of like I just throw my towel up for the day. No more, no more psych for me. I'm just going to go relax and try to learn how to shuffle for two hours or some shit like that, you know? <laughs> but, instead of, but instead of Netflix, it's, it's this yeah, entertainment all this, industry, right? It's, all this other yeah. shit, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. That, that, sounds, that sounds like an outlet, like yeah. you know, what most people call an outlet. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, but, but it still sounds like your, your professional life outside of entertainment is what's going to be your, your, your main thing, right? Is that, yeah, are, you, I mean, that's, are you sure about that or like how much of that is realistic thinking? How much of that is what you actually want? If, if we're talking realistically, if it was possible for me to just go full time into dance and acting, I think naturally anybody would do it in a heartbeat. I'm actually not but, so sure about that, which is why I really I mean, want to know your take. Like, would you, would you be serious? Would you seriously do it if you were given the option? I, I think it's so cool because um, just dancing alone, it's like you're creating content for other people to learn and enjoy. And you know, at the same time, like, you know, you're making some money, but not a lot, but mm-hmm. just like, if, if, I mean, especially if you go big enough, then you can, but just like even in acting in general, like it's so cool to put your mind in the mind of a different character mm-hmm. and the last two role, like the, the short film that I had, I remember when I told you about it, That's like right. that character was very, very dear to my heart. Like I, Oh wow. I didn't I know related, that. I re- no. Yeah. I related so much to the character because it was a teen, teen Indian boy, you know, mm-hmm. and growing up in LA, you know, dealing with a lot of the same shit I dealt with um, in, in some ways or another, but I like, even like I was able to connect so much that it was just easy to just put up my lab coat and just switch into how I am as a person and just be that character. Uh And the same thing applies to YouTube. Like I love just, you know, I'm very dramatic. I like just joking around, just making people laugh and shit. Mm -hmm. So my character on that show was exactly that. It was just me cracking jokes and making fun of people doing other shit. You know, that was the butt of my character. And, you know, there was some depth to, um, to Akash, who was the name of my character. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's cool to be able to just, like, express your inner personality on the screen as, like, another character or mm-hmm. someone's in something. So I think that aspect of it is, like, okay, yeah, like, realistically, if I wasn't a doctor or something, I'd go full-fledged into that. It, it's more of, like, a backup. Like I wanna, I wanna, you know, still pursue health and you know have a solid career. Mm-hmm. And if these parts of my life take off, great. Then I will. Then great. Yeah. Fuck it. Great. I I have a proper backup. I can hop back into that if I want to, and I can just go pursue this. You know. So mm-hmm. right now, that's my twenty-one-year-old mentality to just have a backup, do all this shit again on the side. You know, ten thousand things on the side and if it works out it works out if it doesn't it's fine i got i i'll have a career hopefully and i can still do this stuff so uh-huh. wow yeah. i think that's a i think that's a good mentality going going into the future you know like yeah. it's not a set it's not like a set five-year plan which 
you know, mm-hmm. some people have a set out five-year plan and that's, that's great. Like every detail planned out, but also things don't go according to the plan a lot. Right. But you have a general vision for what you want. You know, under what circumstances, what you want to do. And yeah. if certain circumstances arise, you'll act this way. If others arise, you'll act another way. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, go ahead. I, I was just going to add, I was going to add one, one big thing. Um, I, this is, I think this is the first thing I told myself in 2018 after I was diagnosed. Um, I was like, I don't want to live a life where I regret not doing something. You know, mm-hmm. if, I, if I don't at least try, I don't want to regret it. Like if I don't, if I don't try to go into med or health, mm-hmm. I like, I don't want to regret it, you know, whoever knows how long, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel I don't like have to regret it. Do you feel like you're following along with that mentality so far? I would feel so. I'm, I'm definitely doing everything that I possibly can on a daily basis. Sounds like, yeah, I can't imagine. I don't so, know what else you could squeeze into your day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think, I, think it's going, I think it's going good. You know, I'm a bit, I'm a bit stressed out sometimes, but it's like, Drink some water, go go relax for ten minutes, and then hop back onto it. You know mm-hmm. that kind of mentality. And now I kind of wanted to ask about another aspect of mm-hmm. your experience, and that's like what what role? And I don't know when you when you have to go or when you like plan to end this or how long. Are we? Uh, do you know if we're getting close to an hour? Uh, is there a way to check? I think it's been almost an hour. So I guess this can be the last question if you want to wrap it up. Sure. Yeah. Um, or last like string of questions, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's been, I think since I started recording, it's been around 50 minutes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we can definitely find a couple more questions. Um, and, or one thing is if there's, is there something, anything burning you want to, you want to talk about or touch on? Before I ask. Um, I definitely I definitely feel like you asked very good questions and I, I was able to relate a lot of those questions to um, just like me in general and you know the last couple of years and my life and so I feel like I was I was very communicative. Good. Yeah. Just sometimes, yeah, you know, yeah. like there's a part of the philosophy that you're just like, Oh, I really wanted to talk about this but I didn't get to and so it yeah, yeah. um please bring it up. Otherwise I have one more string of questions or one more yes question. please so go 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 ahead with your questions i don't want to okay. repeat them so what what role throughout all of this because a lot of this has been about your you know experience with yourself and uh, your philosophy going through college mm-hmm. and just how you view things how you do things what role have the friends that you've made in college played like played from like a support standpoint and have they at all changed your view on certain things or like changed your view on a philosophy or altered, you know, altered your view on a philosophy? How has, how have your friends basically like impacted that part of your college experience? You know, the part we've been talking about, the grinding mentality, the, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my, my friend group and high school was we so we were the all the valedictorians so my friend group (laughs) considered the top 10 so you know (laughs) so um 
So, you know, sometimes, you know, there's a lot of drama surrounding, you know, grades and competing amongst each other. And the guys in this group were, you know, there was always that sense of competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we were, we always kid around and I mean, like, obviously everyone's made fun of and teased. And so, uh, I feel like coming to college, like I definitely saw it like in a different light, if that makes any sense. So like, sure. uh, I'll, I'll list off a couple of things. Uh, what's it called? So like Ronick, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Met him freshman year, you know, yeah. crazy. We all love the guy, you know, definitely loves to party. Definitely, you know, center of the attention because he makes the best jokes. That oh, kind okay. of a deal. 100%. Um, and I think like, you know, me and Ronick are along the lines, like the same person as we, as in we know what we want in life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a lot of the same mentalities. And um, going to college, like, you know, like I wanted to party. I wanted to have fun, you know, and he was always there no matter what. Oh, yeah. No matter what, there was no never... matter what day of the week, <laughs> yeah. you know, this guy was always, always down. But at the same time, he was always down to listen if you had anything going on, you know? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the times sophomore year when I just, when I couldn't talk to anybody else, I would just hit up Ronak because like this dude would just be up and mm-hmm. I would just like, you know, complain to him or, you know, just we'd meet up and just like talk. And so in, mm-hmm. in that way, I'm generous that I, I had someone older in that sense to kind of like talk to and look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is I could talk forever about all the different people that have impacted me, but I'll, I'll keep it, yeah, I'll keep it a bit short. If you want to, um, like, if you want to talk about individual people, great, but you could also just talk about how in general, how your relationships in college impacted your experience. So either one of those two takes you're willing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So I'll, I'll do a very quick combination of the two. Um, Go ahead. Definitely, definitely making, be, becoming very close friends with people on Nisha 18 more so than 19. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it made it, it made it easier to see that it's possible to, you know, be on a team or dance or just do something creative on the side mm-hmm. and, you know, still be, you know, busy up the ass sorry about my language but busy do you know working working on school working do working in a lab or doing something else that's gonna like you know help you in your career right mm-hmm. so i i guess just seeing everyone else on like Nishal that i knew doing that stuff kind of guided me in that sense mm-hmm. and in that way i mean like everyone is kind of in the same boat like everyone is doing research and like on the team obviously but like also in the same classes as me. So it was kind of like, okay, if I need to complain to anyone, if I need to like stress out, I can hit up that person, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm glad that I had a lot of like the Nisha, I guess, whiskey, because whiskey was a lot of my classes, but I'm, right. gl- I'm glad that I had them. Um, I'm glad that I had, I think RJ was a very pivotal person in my college I, I career. So, so, yeah. I mean, I, re- I remember the first day, this is one memory, real quick, uh, where it was the shop practice, and then you know we're doing something, and I, you know, and suddenly I hear this giggle, and like I hear like a thump, and I turn around, and as I turn around, you're falling off of RJ's back, 
just like yeah. a fit of laughter. And I was just like, what the hell have you guys been doing this entire time? Apparently you guys have been running around, you were on his bed. I mean, it was just like, yeah. you guys were, so, yeah. just a so, funny, yeah. <laughs> it's a fun duo. So, um, so in high school, my best friend Gil and I were the exact same way. Like mm-hmm. we were literally Beavis and Butthead, Phineas and Ferb, whatever you want to call it. You know, it was always us two doing the stupidest shit. Like, funny enough, we were the top people in our class, but we still, you know, would pull pranks and do dumb shit, you mm-hmm. know? And so meeting RJ, it was, it was, it was, it was cool because like, obviously my best friend and I don't go to the same college. So he kind of, you know, filled that spot for me in mm-hmm. a way. And, you know, just my friendship with RJ has grown over the years, like, the same sense of humor, you know, just doing dumb shit, like him showing me his ass, from, like, in every day. Weirdly <laughs> enough, I'm going to miss that. I don't know why. But yep. um, just, you know, like, dumb, dumb stuff like that, I think, apart from the fun aspect of our friendship, whenever it'd be, like, very serious, you know, mm-hmm. like, both of us always had the goal, because RJ, RJ is very talented. You know, he, yeah. he's an amazing, he's an amazing singer, rapper, artist, producer, whatever you want to call it. And I think I took a lot of inspiration from him mm-hmm. um, freshman year because I, I saw the grind he was putting in too. Like he was recording songs in his dorm, you know, he would, yeah. he would go to engineering classes, take the hardest classes, like four or five classes at a time and still find, you know, an hour in the week to mm-hmm. record a freestyle or something you know and yeah. so I've always I've always seen him like doing that since freshman year and I remember between sophomore and junior year, I would always ask him like oh how do you how do you fit this into your day like I'm having so much trouble and he was like yo buddy like you're gonna have to sacrifice something along the lines you're not gonna realize it but something you know and I'm grateful that I have RJ because you know, 2020 in a way was supposed to be our year. Like we were supposed to grow as artists in a way. Uh huh. Um, yeah, and it's really. My bad. 
All good. Yeah, my dad just walked in because he called his sister for Raksha Bandhan. And so he's like, oh, say hi to your aunt. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of a freaking <laughs> interview right now. I can't. Um, sorry, I, def- I was talking about RJ, I think. And I left off. Um, You're talking yeah, about no, RJ so, in 2020. And yeah, so just both of us were kind of on the same route, you know, just grinding school, uh, you know, focusing on our careers, but also trying to grow our creative brands. Mm-hmm. So it was it was nice having uh, someone like that kind of experiencing a little bit of what I'm going through, you know, mm-hmm. um, and even you, buddy. I, I I could talk about this for a whole different session, but <laughs> you know, I've I've learned a lot from you, whether it be academically or how you see life, how you how you approach certain situations, such as our uh, centipede issue. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure you want to take take anything away <laughs> from that. But no, I I generally learned a lot. I, I think just our friendship in general. I've learned a lot of different things on how to view life, friendships, uh, career, um, just you know just how you know how your daily day goes. You know, I, I've learned a lot of stuff from you, a lot of stuff from RJ. Like what? Um, Oh God. Okay. Let me, so what I really envied from you, I think was that like, Nishab, you're a brilliant person besides, besides being a little slow, you know, yeah, it's street smarts, you know, you are a genius. Wow. Whether, whether, whether it be school, but I, I, like you have such a strong, um, sense of morality and like practicality and, and and what I mean by that is that like you 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 look at things logically mm-hmm. and you apprehend situations and you make a decision based off of logic and there might be a sense of personal bias into it but you're always level-headed you know and that's something I I generally envy about you because I, on the other hand, am very on the opposite side of the spectrum. I tend to go off of emotions. If I'm angry, I will just fume, like, you know, or if I'm like, you know, going through something, I let my emotions steer me more. And so yeah. just being able to be friends with you and, you know, just, you know, shared experience, whatever it may have been sophomore year. Um, and just, you know, coming to you whenever I'm stressed out about something, it's, impacted the way I see things. Wow. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It means a lot. Yeah. Likewise, I've learned I've I've learned a ton from you. And that's one of the cool things. I mean, like same thing, like about your lifestyle. Like the way you view things, your mentality, you know? I've never met someone with your mentality before. And I've 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 taken I've taken things from it, which is which is really cool, you know? You're one of the Thank few you. people where I've, I've seen a mentality and been like, you know what? I actually, I really like that. It's something I don't have, and I'm gonna take that. And specifically, it's your, it's your vision. Like when you you, you set your mind to something and you do it, and you have this vision. And I never, I I never really operated like that. You know, I I was under the mentality that I'm just gonna do the things I enjoy and see where it takes me. And that's also a good mentality to have. But yeah, yeah. 
there are certain situations where having a vision really helps. And that's something I learned from you. Thank you. Of a Appreciate host that. of other things, but I thought that was important to mention given that that was such an important part of what you were talking about today in your college experience. So, yeah. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Yeah. So, I mean, on that note, unless you have uh, any concluding remarks from your side, concluding remarks. Yeah, it just sounds like I'm writing an essay now in a shot. Wow, this is my summary paragraph. Yeah, better be a good conclusion, otherwise you fuck, you fail. Like it's over. Shit. Do I have to <laughs> do I have to repeat my thesis statement in this conclusion paragraph? Exactly. That's exactly what you have to do. <laughs> no, no, just like any any anything else at all. If you don't, it's fine. I just want to give you the opportunity to like finish like yeah. finishing what you want to say. I guess what I would say, uh, just to summarize everything, it's that you know life throws it's, it's gonna sound very very cliche but life throws you many many hurdles and it's always something that you don't see coming whether it's uh whether it's something you know in your social life whether it's something career-wise um whether it's something health-wise you know mm -hmm. a lot of stuff can happen to you and it's important for you to understand how to deal with that and overcome those barriers and it's what you do with obstacles that define you as a person and, and when I, I guess what I'm trying to I'm just going to summarize this very quickly but um, I could have very easily just given up it's something I think about all the time I could have just stopped dancing you know I could have I had the option to not come back to UCLA for six months to skip two quarters mm -hmm. and just focus on my health and not return and quit lab, quit work, everything, just on pause. And I chose not to because the one thing I, you know, might be, you know, hurtful to one's own mental and physical health, but it's like, never give up. And I'm a fighter, Nishan. And I guess what I'm trying to tell whoever's listening to this is there's a fighter in everybody. It's just a matter of how you find that inner person. And how you deal with those obstacles, you know, you can always give up if something if something hard comes. You can always give up and be like, "Yeah, I can't do this," but or you can be like, "No, even if this is not going to be the best, I'm gonna fucking tackle this shit," you know. You know, that's that's actually an amazing quote that wasn't cliche at all, and I'm actually gonna break, <laughs> which was, "There's a fighter in everyone. It's just a matter yeah. of finding it." I think that's brilliant. I really do. I'm literally going to write that down. I'm, write that down right now. <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps right now. Stop, What's up? I said I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> Dude, that was, that was, that was like freaking, <laughs> like mind expanding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, I genuinely appreciate that. I really, I really am happy that, I, you know, we recorded this uh, session and I was able to talk about some of this stuff because, you know, yeah, it's, it's good to be communicative. Not a lot of people know about this side of me. Yeah. Everyone just... I mean, I'm sure there are people are dying to know how, how you operate on the inside, you know? Because they see the outside. Yeah. And you've inspired so many yeah. people, like, through dance and, like, through other stuff. And, I mean, yeah. sometimes even I'm, I'm wondering, like, and I know you. I'm like, how does, like, what's going on? And, like, what is making the gears turn so fast in this, in this guy, you know? I feel like every time we talk, there's something different that I bring up and you're just like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, no, it, it's true. <laughs> this day, right? Like, yeah, I just I can't keep all the things in my head that like the stuff that you do. Like, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about your job. Like, I know you have yeah. you know, class, I know you have these collabs, but I forgot about the you know. Yeah. There's too many things. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, thank you for having this interview on our podcast. Time pass. Um, I'll upload this soon, I guess. Uh, thank you, to, thank you to everyone who's listening or whoever took the time to listen to my story. Um, I, a big shout out to Nishant for doing this wonderful interview. Um, I don't think I don't think I would have been as comfortable to talk about some of the stuff that I mentioned, but I'm glad that I was able to with you because it's now out in the open. And it is what it is. So, <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. Great way to phrase it. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. This was this was actually fun. I enjoyed this. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so, do you want to stop the recording, or do you have any closing remarks or anything? Um, I'll stop the recording. All the other stuff I have to say is like separate extra. Uh, 